Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Click, click, click. That's a photograph. (laughs) Yeah. Setting it up. This is Cinnabuds. I'm 88.9's Justin Barney. Oh, I'm, where am I? I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about... The Photograph. My May, my daughter, I put my love into photographs, pictures, took space in my heart instead of people. This was supposed to be a date. It is a date. I love you. I love you too. I just don't understand why she couldn't tell me about her life while she was alive. Maybe she thought it would help you look at her in another way. Hey, I'm Michael Block. Look at this photograph. Oh, wow. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Is that Creed? (laughs) No, that is Nickelback, my friend. Um, Today we're talking about the photograph. Are different bands? (laughs) Uh, This is the podcast Dissect, and we're talking about the song Photograph by Nickelback. We're talking about... (laughs) I got really upset. <laughs> we we are talking about the movie, the photograph, uh, directed by Stella McGee. You want to give me a plot rundown, Christopher Pollard? On the surface, seems like a straight just romance movie. Yep. Uh, but essentially, it's about a reporter who goes to investigate, uh, do a story on this photographer who just passes away, mm-hmm. and uh, he meets the daughter of the photographer, and they be, uh, they start up a little romance. Um, but you see the backstories of both people, the photographer and her story, and then the daughter and uh, the reporter, their story together and how they, you know, in cases mirror each other. Yes. And um, what is your hot take, K. Polly? This is my first favorite film of 2020. Wow. Yeah. I, I looked at the movies of 2020 I've seen, which isn't a ton yet because it's only yeah. February. Yeah. I absolutely was surprised by this movie. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, romance with all the typical stuff. And it has some of the typical stuff, but I adored it. Going in, we were talking about like what movies we should do for this. Yeah. And uh, this movie came out on February 14th. The poster is like black and white, like them looking at each other. Nose to nose. Nose to nose. And I was like, gag, you know, like this is just going to be a Hallmark romance movie. And then I saw my my friend be be free. Uh-huh. She posted like something on Facebook and was like, "I just saw the photograph and it was really good." And I was like, "Huh, maybe I should give that movie a chance." Yeah. And then we did it, and I'm so glad that we did. I would not have seen this movie otherwise because, like, or just a general romance. I think I've been burned so many times with those kind of movies. The thing with it being a romance yeah. is that a romance is so bound by its structure. You know, the the romance it starts. Two people, they don't know each other. They get to know each other. Oh. They fall in love. Tragedy yeah. strikes. Classic boy meets girl. Uh-huh. Boy falls in love with girl. Boy loses girl. Boy gets girl back. Yes. And in the end, it's happy. And uh, uh, this movie, does not, it does not break the formula. You know, it, it is still bound by the love story formula. But I think that it does a really good job within that. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It doesn't, it doesn't totally break the mold. It's not, you know, something that we've never seen before. But I thought that it was very, very good for, you know, the genre that it is. Agreed. Like. And I think the style of this movie and the actors is what elevates it above that genre. Totally. Because the tone of this movie is definitely, I think, set by the music. 
Absolutely. We'll talk about that in the Yeah, and I think the actors in it and the story is more complicated than you first think it's going to be. Yeah. The story really opens up and there's more there's more characters. There's there's more than one love story. There's a few love stories in here, really, and it just loved it. Yeah. The photograph gonna get more in depth when we come back right after this. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Okay, and we're back. We're back. We're talking about the photograph. Yes, the last. That has to be the last time we do that. (laughs) You know, the first... Um, we got also do Photograph of Love by Weezer off the Green Album. Yeah. Um, Kenny, if you, if you want, put in the nice. Creed song, I quit. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. The photograph, as we were saying before, it is a love story yeah. in the style of love story. But with a lot of extra wonderful uh, elements what, to it. What do you think were some of the, the most wonderful elements that were Three things. that were in it? Okay. The actors were all great. Yes. I feel like there's one, a couple minor exceptions we'll get to. Okay. Yeah, but I think the acting and the style, Lakeith Stanfield, Ugh. always, he's just one Boy. of, I know both of us Do we just love Lakeith. Love Lakeith. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. I've said it, I've said it before and I I will say it again. Yeah, say I it think again. that Lakeith is, I think that Lakeith Stanfield is the most interesting actor making movies right now. Yeah. I will watch literally anything with yeah. him in it. In this movie, he smolders like a smoldering smolderer. A, smol- a, a classic smold. He's, he's, he's got, got this a classic way, smold. He's got this way of talking. It's like he's kind of never really opens his <laughs> yeah. mouth. His head is always down a little bit, peering at you from at the top of his eyes. And I'm in love. I mean, I, his eyes don't speak to me or anything. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. But, um, yeah, he went from, like, sorry to bother you, which is this funny weirdo movie that's the first yeah. time i'd seen him yeah me too because uh, i had not seen atlanta yet and then oh, yeah, I but i mean he he's in everything he's yeah. in so much using knives out yeah um, he, and he, he was and he's been playing these bit characters in yeah. those in uh in uncut knives gems. out in uncut gems yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god and in in atlanta in sorry to bother you he plays kind of really his first leading role and here he plays a li- he plays the leading role too and he's just captivating oh, he he's got He's got captivation. He's yeah. Also, got to point out Lil Rel. Oh my God! I'm so glad that you said that because he steals every scene he's in. <laughs> he does. He's so funny. So it's a serious movie. I mean, it's a serious movie. It's a drama. There's moments of lightness. Yeah. But I mean, like straight ahead comic relief comes from Lil Rel in every scene he's in. Who plays Lakeith Stanfield's brother? Yeah. He's actually a very similar role he played in Britney Runs a Marathon. I just realized. Yeah. I, I when he came on, I was like, what? movie have I seen him yeah. in before? And it's like Britney Runs a Marathon. Where he, Same role because he has yeah. this, in, in the movie they make fun of his voice because he <laughs> has like a, like a cartoonish kind of voice yeah. and they made fun of it and it was very funny. Yeah. He's like, but yeah, he's, but he plays like perfect. the same, like, I'm you can't the not love him with the family and yeah. I'm giving out advice, but I'm also hilarious. It's the same thing, but he's wonderful. Um, it's just so many people in this movie are really good. Uh, the, the second thing that grounds it, we talked about the music. The music is the soundtrack and the score yes. are perfect. We don't know what we're made of. The same thing we're afraid of, light and proof. 
the movie was rolling along, and the, they've got like bits where they cut back to her mom, and she's in New York, and they've got it's like an upright bass and yeah. uh, and, piano, uh, and drums like and piano. It's like a kind of like a classic jazz setup, and I was like, man, this is very good. And there's there's like there's a part in it where the the storyline gets a bit hairy, uh-huh. and then uh, that the score gets a little chaotic. Yeah, and it was just like. It was really, it was like a subtle point, but it just so perfectly reflected kind of like the action that was going on or like what was going on like inside their heads. And the score was so good. And then at the end when the credits rolled, yeah, I was like, I got to see who did the score. And it was yeah. Robert Glasper yeah. and Robert Glasper, of course, you know, just like a, a modern jazz legend doing it. And also when they go to New Orleans, there is a, there's a trumpet player. He's got a gold trumpet. Yeah. That's uh, Christian Scott, and I was like, I know oh. that trumpet. I, I I've seen that, really? and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I was like, for sure, that's him. Yeah, and, and then, then the, they have these yeah. musical conversations about that like was Kendrick. So good, Kendrick is so good, right? There, there. I will say generally, not only the musical conversations, the references they drop, yeah. in this movie are so great. They kind of subtly elevate like the time period. They talk the great conversations about music, and they go back and forth about Drake and Kanye. The thing about Kanye, what what is he, an interior designer now? That yeah. line I cracked up laughing. Very funny. Uh, and Kendrick Lamar, and that becomes like a through line. Yeah. But she she also she's uh, a curator and she has beautiful art in her apartment. So she's saying things like Hindi Wiley and Carrie James Marshall, these wonderful painters. Yeah. And in her apartment, like I'm looking, I'm ignoring that scene altogether because I'm looking at the art on the wall. Yeah, for sure. And thank you, Milwaukee Art Museum for schooling me on Haitian art because you have a great yeah. collection. Because oh, yeah, there's sure. a moment I'm like, I bet that's from Haiti because the colors and the whole setup right. is so similar to what I'd seen in the art museum. And I felt, it was a moment where I just felt super smart. <laughs> but only because the art museum gave me that uh, collection. But yeah, I loved those conversations, those references. And then the soundtrack itself mirrors everything and they're talking about. There's a bit where they play an Al Green record. Yeah. And they let it go to the next track. Yeah. And I was like, that's so great. They're playing a record. <laughs> it goes from one song and it goes right into the next track. Yeah. I was like, that that's perfect. It starts it starts off with some Anderson Pac. I mean, it's yeah. like it's 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 really, really good. Then they go back in time. So one of the stories is about her mother, and you see the romance between her mother and uh a fisherman at the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, it's like, that is that her dad? Is that just this romance she had before she had her? Mm-hmm. But the soundtrack then, which was like in the 80s, had Anita Baker, Chaka oh, Khan. Right? And then you go up, like I, like you said, Anderson Pack, and you've got uh, Kendrick Lamar when you go back to the contemporary times. And it's just seamless. It's mm-hmm. I am not. I am going to buy the soundtrack oh, yeah. and the score of this movie. They're both so playable and so good. Yeah. And it helps set the tone for this kind of movie, and you can feel... Like how serious it is for these people. Anyway, that was the first two things. Third thing, and I'll very quickly just say, I also thought the story was wonderful. It almost had a soap opera element to it, but like not melodramatic like a soap opera. It's just like, oh, the, there's a connection between the father and the photographer and the uh-huh. fa- the the daughter and the 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 father and the reporter, and you see them come together by coincidence. The rainstorm, the hurricane that adds all this dramatic elements. I loved it. Yeah. There was still, I still felt like I know where this beat is going. Sure. You know, it's like something like really great happens and, and it's like, okay, right. well, this is this is the top of that arc. Yeah. We must head into the next act. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and it does, but 
kind of like knowing. But well done. Like, but well done. If you're going to use that formula, add these beautiful elements to it and make it well done. And I feel like as that formula, like it's it's just as more movies are made, they're, they're, it's, it's harder to like make a movie in that formula and have it be impactful. Right. But. But this did, yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I was not mad at it. No, and it, the style was so amazing. It had moments. I really feel like it was separated from the time period. There's two love scenes in the movie. One of which happens in the '80s, the older one, and it's a very like the woman takes her shirt off oh, yeah. from a shot from behind, and and then you see them the next morning in bed together, covered up. Yeah. It's like very classy and it's very typical of that scene. But it was like, oh, that's very like subtle, respectful. And then later, you get the more contemporary one where you see bodies and movement and stuff. I feel like those were very representative of the times they were in. Um, yep. they, the walking in the rain afterwards. They had a lot of elements that remind me of classic like Hollywood cinema. Yeah. Which sort of referenced it while obviously being incredibly contemporary. Yeah. So good. So good. One thing that I liked that sometimes me and Tariq talk about this, where um, this is an all, it's an all black cast, and uh, it's like it never goes into- (laughs) Stereotypes? Into stereotypes, or it never goes into like a story of like- Where you're implicitly dealing with race? Where you're implicitly dealing with race. And it's just like, it's like, these are people that have good jobs that are living their life, and- uh, that yeah. is a that is a part of the black experience too, and the black experience doesn't always have to be about black trauma. Yeah, and like me and me and Tariq are always are talking. And Tariq is like, can there be a black movie that is not about black trauma? Right. You know. Yeah. There's a lot. I was when I was reading about this film, they were talking about how there there aren't enough depictions of black love in on screen mm-hmm. and black bodies on screen mm-hmm. positively, mm-hmm. and this movie does that and helps elevate that. Um, and it's true, like when I'm trying to like uh, program for a membership program, like we do the the monthly films, it, like uh, the the holy grail of movies for me is to find a, a non-white movie, a non-white cast, or like uh, or a diverse cast that's about just living your life yeah. without social, like obviously social uh, issues come into every film, but without the typical... Explicitly. Yeah, explicitly about race and strife and oppression. Um, not that, like, it, not that... Yeah. No, th- those that, movies have to be seen, and there's but there's plenty yes, of those movies right now. But there's plenty of well, those Well, I don't movies. know about plenty, but there's definitely represented. But there's not enough of, like, family life. I, and I, black there, love. I, there's, something, kind of there's something that, like, as equally as important as it is to tell the story of black trauma, because that is such right. an, it is such an important thing to talk about... Yeah, I think that they're equally to show just normal life yeah. and to show people being like happy and healthy. We all um, have the same problems. We all have the same yes, loves and desires. It is just is is like yeah. I think like is accomplishing a similar kind of like normalization in like in a different kind of way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, a positive version of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, or just like understanding we're all there. Yeah. It, it, and I, I love, like I was watching this movie thinking, Oh, I wish I would have got, I wish I could have had this for a member screening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was, it, and it was really so, good. I so, I just thought that it was going to be schmaltzy right. Hallmark movie. Yeah. That poster drives me nuts. Yeah. The, po- the, well, the, the know, poster, posters and trailers are two. the, 
Unless you get and released to get on Valentine's Day, I was like, "This is you know, straight to the Hallmark Channel right. kind of stuff." I mean, it's smart, and in this case, I'm fine with tricking people. <laughs> Whatever it see, takes, yeah, like, no, because we're it you was excellent. Yeah, better. We're giving yeah, yeah. you something you didn't expect, but better. Okay, the photograph. Go see it. Yeah, uh, we didn't even talk about Issa Rae, who is excellent as well. She is excellent as well. Can She's I got such something? a good smile. Yeah. She was the only part that they I kinda, didn't love. I didn't love it. I and I didn't even think about it until after. During the movie, it didn't take me out of it or anything. Mm-hmm. But I wish her part would have been a bit meatier. I feel like during the fun interactions you. they were having, she was great. But in the drama, she seemed so she seemed a little frozen and quiet. And I felt like her character should have been more in there. Like he has a lot to say, even though he's supposed to be the one that's holding back. I guess. Yeah. Right. And yet he and says he so much it. more. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to heard from her more in those dramatic moment yeah but honestly one of the most minor criticisms for like an otherwise pretty great movie for sure go see the photograph and i have a weird recommendation yeah if you like this movie yes um because of some of the like the drama in it and Mm -hmm. the the references to classic cinema Mm -hmm. douglas sirk is a director from the 50s a lot of his movies from the 50s and he has these movies Douglas Sirk. Douglas Sirk. In movies like uh, All uh, All That Heaven Allows, and that has uh, uh, like Rock Hudson and Jane Wyman in it, um, Written on the Wind, um, that has also Rock Hudson in it. These films, they're, they're, I mean, I think they were labeled melodramas back then, but melodrama has like a- Rock little, Hudson. Yeah, Rock <laughs> Hudson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of Rock Hudson. Uh, but his movies have that like just passioned and yet kind of quiet- yeah. Uh, uh, drama that I genuinely reminded me of, like some of the scenes. I was like, I get this. That I is it. it. That is such an excellent recommendation. <laughs> I that is like I, I want to always is Christopher Pollard's special skill, <laughs> the superpower, <laughs> connecting the photograph, uh, All, connecting Lakeith Stanfield to, to Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. <laughs> yeah, he's the Rock. Lakeith Stanfield is the Rock Hudson of our day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the time spent uh, by myself in a basement watching mm. movies is paying off. All right. Uh, what else are we watching? Um, what have you been watching? You want to know what I've been watching? Yeah. It's a funny one. Oh, good. It's, I mean, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny in a way. Funny, huh? I found uh, strange. I went to the Grammys, uh-huh. and uh, while we were in L.A., um, we went to Disneyland. Yeah. And in Disneyland, there's the Players of the Caribbean ride. Yeah. And uh, we went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And then I was like, man, this franchise was so huge back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And I was like, the you know, the Jack Sparrow character like really just became an identity. Get away from there! You don't have permission to be aboard there, mate. I'm sorry, it's just, it's such a pretty bug. Trip. What's your name? Smith. Oh, Smithy, if you like. What's your purpose in Port Royal, Mr. Smith? Yeah, and no lies. All right then. I confess, it is my intention to commandeer one of these ships, pick up a crew and tour to raid, pillage, plunder, and otherwise pilfer my Weasley black guts out. I said no lies. I think he's telling the truth. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told him. I watched the second and third one. The second one kind of loses its way. Yeah. It's it's a it's a part of the franchise where it clearly has a larger budget. Oh yeah. Um, the scenery is much better. Uh, but it loses the storyline. And the third one, 
I feel like it kind of comes around. Really? And the third one is it's it's good. It's also like has a mega budget, but it kind of like figures out that storyline. That's like we can't do the same. We can't do the first one again, but we need to kind of like figure out our own storyline. Yeah. And I was like, this of all the franchise movies, yeah. of all the things that are like kind of like make a world, this is the world that I'm comfortable yeah. living in. <laughs> How many were there? Were there just three? Or were um, there, no, no because then I looked it up. There, no, there's five because I, I looked know. it up and there's like there's one that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, and that must just be horrible. It's not they all on have Johnny Disney Depp Plus. Them? Yes, <laughs> but that then I looked funny. it up and there was like one that came out in like 2012 with like Selma Hayek or something like that. And I was like, huh. um, the one that has been like scrubbed by the internet or something like that. I what? could not. I couldn't find it anywhere. That's very interesting. Yeah. So. The Lost Pirate movie. The Lost Pirate movie. Oh, I watched a ghost I mean, story yesterday, too. It's no Doolittle, but yeah. I'm sure they're good. Oh, did you watch a ghost story? Yeah, How because you, like uh, you suggested it in this segment. Slow AF. Oh, boy, is it slow. Yeah. I, I just, I remember when it came out, and I was talking to some dude, and he was like, oh, uh, yeah, you should see a ghost world. I mean, if you can handle, uh, like, a movie that's so slow, and, like, it's... It's just, it's this ghost. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah. And he was just like so like needling me on like, <laughs> it's something that I can yeah, handle, but I you can cannot. It, but a lot of people can. And I was just like, ugh, I just hate this person. Yeah. And uh, when I watched it, and I, I really loved it. Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was good. The pie eating scene where on, he yeah. spends like three minutes. It is so eating long pie. eating a pie. It is, it is one. I hope there's only one take of that shot because yeah. she had to eat I kept at least on, one pie. I kept on thinking of, like, the script, you know, uh, the actual, like, the script paper. script is probably, like, eight pages. <laughs> right. And it's just, like, a dot that just says, uh, eats a pie. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, three blank pages. <laughs> yeah. And then, honestly, we're, we're talking a lot about how slow it is. But if you, it, it is a challenging watch. Especially at the beginning, once you get like kind of halfway in, you're you're invested. But seeing how thoughtful and and how much time they spend on it, it you get why. Yeah, because it's a lot about time, and it's a lot about how time passes and the connections. It's it's really impressive. And and watching it like after the photograph, which is like you know the story arc in the photograph is right. there, and in Ghost Story, it's not there. Yeah, there there. It was cool to see a movie that is just that's arcless. Yeah, and like just just wandering yeah like doesn't have a does not have a path to wander yeah. down <laughs> it is it is very, standing very in a room s- <laughs> it's like it's funny how slow it is and how much actual time eventually you go through you go through yeah. generations and and centuries and also I, I kept on turning it up because oh, yeah. I always need to have the volume at like maxed out. Yeah. And uh, there was just nothing to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much of that movie is silence. Yeah. It was just an incredible amount of just Jeez. absolutely zero sound happening. You know what's really weird is that director also did Disney's Pete's Dragon. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, gotta say, Pete's Dragon was really good. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, but he's got a new film coming out very soon called The Green Knight. I saw the trailer. Which the trailer makes me think, okay, this is my favorite film of the year before I've seen it. But also, I thought the trailer did a good job of being like, I don't know. What's going I, yeah, on yeah, in this yeah. movie? Oh, is yeah. it Hereditary Part 2? Yeah. You know? <laughs> or is it just like a tale of a, of a, of right. a medieval tale told yeah. in a very strange fashion? Yeah. Well, that's great. Those are good. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm going to save mine for the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> um, Pirates of the Caribbean, revisiting the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Go Great. see a photograph, especially in the theater. It's a really good experience. Watch the photograph. Uh, you, we, I thought we agreed. Okay. Um, uh, this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Oh, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you very Bubbles. much. Yeah, Bubble being handcrafted. Oh, it's turned green. I was working in the lab. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, we also get support from members from Milwaukee Film and members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. You guys are the best. And we would not be here if yeah, not for the been, one and only most important person, not only to this podcast, Probably not only world. in Milwaukee, but in the world, the our world. one and only Christopher Pollard. Oh, Justin, I also would like to thank someone. Also, yeah. Christopher Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> Woo! All, All right. thank yous are done. <laughs>